This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder, James Boyd came to give him life. The Blackest Wrestling Podcast has come to kick all ass and drop it six feet if they kick it trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in this on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit it, talk, bob your head side to side This One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation The power of the this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Uh, this is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans. That's all it counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Hey. Welcome to... The July 11th edition of One Nation Radio coming to you on a Thursday evening. We took the weekend off. I was very tired uh, over the weekend, had a very busy weekend trying to catch up with the G1. I was out of town at a certain point. And, um, but, yeah, we here on this Thursday evening. James, what's going on, man? Not much. Just out here um, just holding on tight uh, so my guts uh, stay in. That's all. What? <clears throat> Yeah, uh, like food poisoning the other day. So like, I'm, I'm out here just, you know, just just soup, just soup. Damn. Yeah. So, I mean, feeling bad out there, uh, looking bad. Real bad, Michael Jackson. Yes, like <laughs> doing worse than Ring of Honor right now. My God. <laughs> but um, <laughs> we got a lot to get to today. We've got like a huge weekend in wrestling coming up. Uh, just every promotion you can think of is doing something. Of course, uh, Impact had their show this past weekend. I think they're like the only ones not uh, getting in on the fun this weekend. But uh, there's all those days of the G1 coming up. There's uh, AEW Fight for the Fallen Sunday. There's uh, Extreme Rules for WWE. There is Evolve Saturday. So we're going to just you know slice and dice all over the wrestling world here today. But first, we got to start with... The G1 in Dallas, the opening day. James, you enjoyed the show live as it was going on as you you were yep. in Japan. Am I, <laughs> do I have this correct? Ah, yes, I was in Japan for how long was the show? Uh, Three and a half hours? Th- four like hours. It started at 7, ended at like 9.30, right? Nah, it was. It had to be longer than that. I'm sorry, like it started at 6, 6 in at 9.30. Yeah, so three and a half hours. Hours for three and a half hours. I was in Japan. Um, I'm not access TV, I'm not doing that. Uh, VPN, get it done. That, 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 yeah, like the same thing happened. Um, for the Cow Palace show last year, I'm not playing around, so sorry, but thanks. Uh, New Japan World, yeah. Um, so I guess we have to talk about like two different things, like the the business reception to it, like with the, the crowd and everything like that, and then how good the show was i so let's start with the with the show like i thought it was an awesome show i watched all the undercard tags and i watched 
uh, everything except bad look following and evil because I don't have time for that in my life. Um, I'm good. Like when it comes to to the bad luck file, I, I I don't I don't need any of it. Um, and evil, you know, if it's not Tomohiro Ishii or some type of war, I'm like I'm good. So, <laughs> um, yeah, man, what would you think of the show overall? I thought it was a good show. Um, I thought it was actually I take it back. I thought it was a very good show. Um, I wouldn't necessarily go all the way to say great because there were things that, while I thought were very very good, were things that um. I thought it'd be kind of eh, or at, at times, or things that I just you know, things that kind of like brought me out of the show at times, like like the way that Kenta just completely beat the piss out of out of Kenta or out of uh, Abushi. Like I understand that's his style, but like if that's your style, then I, I then this needs to be a shoot because like <laughs> you gonna run my you hit me like that, you gonna run my fade, bro. Like I'm sorry, he beat the it's so and then also he's on that hurt ankle and, and, and i was worried about his ankle i thought he broke it uh the way he was hobbling around like if you got you know uh abushi like that hobbled then you know like he oh my god he feels pain <laughs> can you imagine so, so so dave wrote his big thing on abushi and this week's observer that dropped like a couple hours ago i think you should check it out it just gives you more insight on the level uh-huh. of pain that Abushi is willing to tolerate uh and he goes through it and he's just a freak of nature uh when it comes to pretty much everything he's 37 years old he does not have a regular workout regimen he says he's you know he's taking bumps like in the street all his life he knows how to land like it's nuts like this this dude's a cyborg um but as far as everything else like I don't know I I thought it was a it was a good show like I don't I didn't think there was anything like stop the presses this is like you know one of the greatest matches of all time or anything but like it was it was the first day to g1 i kind of explained i forgot who i was talking to i was like so on the g1 these dudes are priming to peak at a later point in the tournament this is typically not going to be the best day but it's still really fucking good (laughs) like like i would probably anticipate that you know throughout the tournament and then you know in the middle there's a little dip when they're tired and then they'll fire back up for like the last like you know four or five shows or whatever so this is a marathon if this is your first g1 watching it strap in and just i would i would not pay too much attention to the undercard tags there are ways to figure out um you know who like because they they move like stories forward uh in the undercard tags but there are ways around watching that where you can figure that out um but yeah i i love the show though like (laughs) um like last year i I actually was like you know i'm gonna watch a full g1 i'm gonna watch the entire g1 and then i went through night one and i was like these fucking tags i can't deal with it and then like the first ma- the first night was like Adam Adam Cole versus like Fale or somebody in Bullet Club and they started that bullshit. Hey, man, I was Paige, like, yeah, 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 and I, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I'm sorry if I said something else besides Adam Page, but I was like, I can't, I can't do this. And I was like, I, 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 I like, I got behind, and then I got behind. I was like, and I kept hearing how y'all talking about how like Jay White and like Tong, uh, Tamatonga and and Fale were on that nonsense. I was like, no, nah, I'm good. Like. Uh, I'll just cherry pick the good matches like usual. So, so yeah, like I, and you know, you're right about that because it's like this. this I mean, it's the show was what 
the sixth, the sixth of July, like the finals is like the twelfth of August. Like there, there's gonna be a shit ton of matches. Yeah. Like that's what is that? That's ninety. That's ninety one matches. Lots. So, yeah. Uh, so it like the tag thing. That's up to you. Like, <laughs> I found out somebody I thought like for sure was watching all that. And he was like, "Oh no, I'm not watching those tags." <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> I was, "Who like, shall remain five. nameless?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't, we don't want to still get or uh, break the gimmick or whatever. But yeah, it, but yeah, like they're they're definitely gonna start peaking and like it's gonna come down to like you know those last few nights of each block. Um. You know, certain certain matchups where you see you be like, okay, like you expect that to be a brown performance. It probably is going to be because most of the guys that most of the top guys are going to be, you know, averaging like you know four and four point two, four point one match and or, or for for you know averaging star rating for um their entire run in those nine matches. So like, you know, you see matches that you should know checking out. Like I say, check those out, and then like whatever you hear from word of mouth is the ones you should you know go see. So quickly to go through the card, uh, opener, uh, uh, G.O.D. went over Show and Yo. Nice little short opener. Uh, yep. The second match was Cobb and Ren Narita against Tomohiro Ishii and Shota Umino. These are like the class of the Young Lions division. And there were two Hoss motherfuckers who decided that they were going to steal the show. And apparently the everything that in the post-match was an ad-lib from Ishii where he was just feeling the crowd and was like, let's do like a pull-apart to like build our match. So the, the genius of Tomohiro Ishii. Yeah. Yeah, like I don't know about you, but as I was watching, like their their one interaction in the ring together, and then the pull apart, like I'm just, and then he be, <laughs> she busts uh, Cobb's nose, and I thought to myself, like, I can't believe this, but like I want to watch this match now, like more than any other match in the G1, and that includes like Ishi versus Moxley, bro, like Okada versus Osprey. you know what the crazy shit <laughs> you know what is, like. You know what the crazy? Remember um, WrestleMania weekend, WrestleMania thirty four, the show you didn't go to. They did Jeff Cobb versus Tomohiro Ishii, or uh, whatever. We we saw that shit and live. I was tired, bro. I had to, yeah, I had to drive. Yeah, well, it, it'd be like that. So I also missed out on that Ray Phoenix match. Y'all throwing money in the ring. People were throwing in money in the ring. Yes. So like it happens. It happens. Yeah, that was yeah. It, it was a war, and I, I think I have some of it on on tape in the documentary I never put out, but um. <laughs> Yeah, uh, then we had Goto and Yoshihashi against Jay White and Chase Owens. Um, Hiroki Goto got the win. He looks like he's in ridiculously great shape, and he's, like, motivated. And maybe we'll get great match Goto because he is there. And, you know, this is a block where it looks like he can have a really – a lot of good matches. Like, uh, him and Ishii (laughs) is always a pleasure. I've seen those two bulls beat the fuck out of each other. Yes. Um, It's funny because it's like – Oh yeah, it's like it's Goto. He's gonna like he's one of the best wrestlers in the world. How do we forget this? It's every year. <laughs> it's every single year. <laughs> it's so funny. He's like, oh, oh, he's one of the best wrestlers in, uh, in the world, and he's in great shape. Like, you know, it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yep. Uh, Jay White was getting fucking booed. The, even the crowd in Dallas wanted Goto to kick his ass. Uh, yes. what, what did you think of the beard, James? This is your first time seeing the beard. Oh, Jay White. Yeah. I mean, whatever, man. Like, it, it's a look. It is a look. Um, at one point, I thought he looked like Bucko Bruce from the Buccaneer. <laughs> from the Buccaneers, he just <laughs> needs like the, the the dagger in the knife or the dagger in the mouth, yeah. uh, in the hat. 
like I guess he can get that half from Juice Robinson. But I, I don't know whether yeah. he's going through something or or what. But you know, I, I felt like he was oh, a lot, he was a lot more swaggerific, uh, like at Wrestle Kingdom. Oh, I thought you were. I thought you were about to say like he going through some last. I was like, oh, so you think like this is his like he lost the belt. Weird, weird music and red balloons phase is that beard, bro? Like somebody gonna have to write like about that period of Okada. I don't know what the fuck like. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, like it, it's so funny looking back at it in retrospect. It's like, okay, so for almost like a year, maybe probably longer during his during that title reign, that historic title reign, is like every time he faced somebody, the crowd was dying for him to come off that belt, dying for him to come off that belt. And then all it takes is for him is to wear uh, is to, you know, because he, he's wearing the pants already, but. All it takes for him is to change the color scheme to like a, a, a less good color scheme, change the music, and then do the balloon thing, and then like still be a great wrestler. And then all of a sudden he takes that shit off, and then like <laughs> he's like a bigger star than he ever was before. It makes no sense to me. It boggles the mind. All it did, all he did, was take away the stuff that like you were you weren't even that crazy about it begin with for like six months and then it's all back and now he's like the biggest biggest part he's ever been before i don't get it i just don't yeah i, I guess it's weird um then uh <laughs> up next we had uh jushin thunder ligers use robinson and toriano beating naito shingo tagagi and bushi yes another loss for lij here in america um I, I definitely agree with josh like yes jushin ligers fucking winning fuck lij like i don't like need like like it's fucking liger like I, i'm sorry like <laughs> like y'all don't need this win that bad so, well, so. i think I, I think the thing would have been like it's cool if like liger had actually picked up the win right but you know i don't need like all right yanu's not taking a pin robinson's not taking a pin uh and liger don't need to beat nobody essentially unless it's bushy like could they have done that sure but no, I mean, I, I Yano's actually idea. in the tournament. I have a better idea. Book a different match. That's always the other one, right? Um. Right. Book a different match. Like we talk about this shit all the time when when WWE is like, you're in a situation where you book a match where like certain people should not probably be losing. Here's an idea: don't book the match to begin with. I think we will um, be touching on that later. But um. oh, God. Up next, the first of the G1 block matches, a fucking incredible match between Lance Archer and Will Ospreay. Lance Archer got the win. Best match of his fucking life. Uh, Will Ospreay just continuing to stick it up the ass of Steph, Seth Rollins and several other corny-sounding motherfuckers. But um, this match was fucking great. It was like, from the opening bell, just super fast, super, you know, all the big moves, the athleticism, a big dude kind of matching Will Ospreay, and Ospreay didn't look any worse for losing. It was just like, this is this is the pro wrestling I grew up on, James. Yeah, I, I remember making them comment, or, or I had the thought that during the match, like, this reminds me of, like, 96 babyface Sean or whatever else like versus like Diesel or versus Vader or versus Mankind where it's like there's an element of danger and he's getting his ass kicked in and the only way he could possibly like you know uh, you know have or equalize it or, or get ahead is to do something out of this world to you know or something you know or take some type of big risk to you know get ahead 
and you know eventually you know losing at the end i thought it was a really good match i thought that the most impressive thing about the match was archer um archer came out there with some of the worst fucking hair i've ever seen in my life right <laughs> new gimmick like he was out there looking like that like he's out there looking like somebody put on a cover of some 80s metal uh album cover right or so, or that man was looking like a sub boss in a mortal Kombat uh in a mortal Kombat movie or something like that so, so somebody like a, that's not credited i mean or he was looking like somebody that like a stage boss in like streets of rage 2 or some shit like that <laughs> that too so yeah definitely uh like he like he yeah so anyway uh so i thought i thought that was like, you're right like the thing that was most impressive for me was archer honestly in that match and you know archer's not somebody that is like that, that he's not like uh he doesn't do it for me flat out so um i thought this was a really good show for him and i thought it was hilarious how like he, got, he beat him with the fucking claw in dallas yeah um <laughs> i thought that was hilarious go out of your way to see this match if you have not seen it all action right from the top, just over 18 minutes. Bad Luck Fale and Evil. Bad Luck Fale went over Evil. Apparently, Evil tried to cheat and it yeah, backfired. Evil, yes, Evil brought in a chair to use. There were two chairs. He tried to bring in one to use, and then like the refs took the took one from him. And then uh, Fale used the chair after like doing all that cheating last year. And the commentary put over how so many matches got he got kicked out of, which raised the question: Why the fuck is he in this tournament then? Uh, so. Then the person that cheats is, it tries to cheat is evil, and then Fale like takes the hand. Oh, you try to cheat? Well, all right. Well, then I'll show you how to cheat. And then he beats him. It's like, all right, I feel no sympathy for evil. You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> fucking moron. You're, da- you're a damn dummy. <laughs> yeah. Um, like that would have got him on Geek of the Week. Yeah. He, or, he, or LeBron James, LeBron you bum of the week. Yeah. yeah. That that shit too. So yeah. Yep. All of that. Um. Then we had uh, Sonata over Zack Sabre Jr. I really enjoyed this match, uh, and I'm not one for the Sabre shenanigans, but he didn't throw them on nearly as much as he normally does. Uh, Sonata matched him hold for hold. It was fast, and it was a creative finish. I thought this was just an excellent, like, speedy technical match. Yeah, I thought the beginning – I thought they got it to a really fast start for a Sabre match instead of, you know, trade, trade, trade. Like, so – a lot of it was about, you know, Saber is about I play defense against the fun, which is these dudes do explosive stuff, so I'm just going to sit out on them and, and, and put them in holes and lay on the floor. So a lot of it is Saber tries to do that stuff, but Sonata has an answer for it to counter out of the counter. Right. So that was, so that was interesting, and you see the frustration build. But for me, like, I thought, so I thought it was a good beginning. For me, it tailed off in the middle, like, I – I, I just the middle like it, it got boring to me, but then it picked back up. So I thought I thought it was a good match. I thought it was a real good match, yep. but like the middle it kind of lost me. I know Chad loves this match, so I think that was his favorite match of the night. So shout out to Chad. Um, then we had Kenta beating Kota Ibushi, beat the shit out of him. Abushi um, basically gave that man his like like if you guys remember how we talked about um, Adam Cole and Ricochet, right where. When they walked back through the curtain, like Ricochet, like would had to shake that man's hand or thank him for the match or something like that. Like yep, yep. Kenta needed to thank Obushi for this match, like even on a higher level than um, Adam Cole or Ricochet needed to thank Adam Cole was because he actually took real punishment for this man. He was rehabilitating his image, like his career essentially. And I don't think he's necessarily like 
you know, fucking Kenta, like, you know, the, the, the reputation that I was, I was sold five years ago. He's not that, mm-hmm. but he's definitely not Hideo Itami anymore. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like I wouldn't even say he was as good as he was against Aleister Black. Uh, was that a year or two ago? But like, I mean, he, I mean, it's a butcher top guy and he went in there and he, and he fucked him up. Right. So it's like, what more can you ask for? And it wasn't like he was bad or it wasn't even like he wasn't good. It just, he wasn't like, one of the, it felt like somebody that's still working himself in the form, and there's still room to go, and there's still more room for to go from there. Because I mean, he's been—I mean, he hasn't been wrestling regularly. Yeah, and, and so, I, it, I think we're gonna immediately start finding out about him too because he has Tanahashi next. So <laughs> I don't think yeah. you're just gonna kick kick on Tanahashi like like you know Abushi will uh-huh. fucking just do whatever. But you ain't just gonna kick on Ace like that. So yeah. You know, it's only it's only a matter of it's only a number of kicks he's going to tolerate before all of a sudden he started dragging through leg whipping you to death. So yeah, um, <laughs> if I were you, I stopped kicking. And then in the main event, uh, Okada was over Tanahashi. Electric environment uh, when this one first started. I felt so happy to be able to see these guys come to America and get that appreciation. Uh, I remember meeting Tanahashi a couple years ago and just thanking him for you know. Like, I was like, you know, without this dude, I don't know if, <laughs> like, we're right. we're watching fucking New Japan pro wrestling right now. Right. Like, right. Um, it's literally, it literally like, it's a, it's Ibushi, Nakamura, Okada, Tanahashi, and maybe, uh, and maybe, um, your boy, uh, not Sonata, my God, or my God, Kushida. Yeah, it's like, it's just like this was like almost a thank you for the era, essentially. Like, mm-hmm. and it felt like the end of the. Uh, every time I these guys wrestle now, I kind of say that. I remember I gave them this glowing review after the fucking Dontaku match last year. So I'm not <laughs> getting duped by these motherfuckers again. But this one uh-huh. didn't feel like last year's matches. Right, right, right. Um, but it was just it was celebratory in a sense for me. Yeah, yeah. I thought. I thought for such a small crowd that they went absolutely bonkers for the beginning of the match. Um, um, and honestly, as it happened, I was like, damn, I didn't go to this thing. But it's fucking Dallas. It's like, fuck. So anyway, uh, <laughs> so yeah, I thought uh, I thought it was a great match. I, th- I thought it was the best match on the card, um, which is like, it's of course, like it's for <laughs> It's Okada and Tanahashi. Um, yeah, like, it, it, was, it, was, it was more of a, you've seen it before. They, It's amazing how they keep finding new ways to get you um, with the stuff they've always done. Bro, when he fucking so, yanked him down during the Rainmaker pose, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, with the small package? <laughs> yes. Or, like, the yeah, victory yeah. roll? Yeah, yeah. So, like, that, the roll-up, yeah. So, that, like, you know me, my, one of my favorite parts about any Tanahashi match is, like, like, the same thing is when we talk about Okada and the dropkick. It's like, when is he gonna slap the shit out of this young punk or standing across from him and say, "Bring it on, and bring it the fuck on," or you can't stand in the ring toe to toe with me? And like, he he got you know, oh you know, he risk control. Oh my god, he's done. Like, nah, let go. <laughs> I said, let go, goddammit. So so, uh, so Tanahashi's got that Jason Kidd uh, like hand strength. Oh, he oh oh yeah. Tanahashi definitely has kung fu grip. Andre Godal also has kung fu grip as well. So yeah, yeah. Like you don't know, yeah. So hands of stone. So I I thought it was interesting how he, you know he 
it didn't go to a draw. I beat him in like twenty, so so I'm between twenty to twenty five minutes. Yeah, so twenty two oh four on that. Yeah, so I thought as you said, it didn't go to a draw because you know they love going to draws with them and um in the G one. So, um, I think honestly, like if I were them, I probably I probably never have them wrestle again unless it's you know, um Tanahashi's last G one or you know some sort of retirement match. Like, mm-hmm. I always save that sort of thing from this point forward. Like, you, you, I mean, there's no else to do it now unless you're going to take it to London or some shit like that. Yeah. Um, it's weird seeing Tanahashi. Like, um, when we came in, he was, like, transitioning out of the top, top, you know. He, yeah. And then now it's like you. I just have so much respect for uh, the way he – fights off father time the way he looks like broke up like i don't know if this is just him just being this great worker that's working around the calendar or whatever and and making everyone think he's that injured or but when the the big matches come and it's time to to turn up he's the fucking ace like i love tanahashi like i i I just do like (laughs) my question for you did you wince like how i winced when he did the did the uh top rope the floor uh high five flow no i got fired i got fired up because he didn't i was like oh no and then he and then he immediately he did and immediately rolled over and grabbed his knee i was like oh come on you ain't gotta do this you ain't gotta do this i I got fired up because i'm like I, i look i know this dude like when it comes to these matches and the big ones he's gonna he's gonna put it on a line like this is what he does so uh but anyway you know it was, it was a great match um okada got the win get the first two points and a block uh you know i'm interested to see like where the b block goes from here of course uh the first day of the b block um uh, let me pull these matches up for the b block we're, we're gonna we're gonna so we're gonna get real petty real soon aren't we yes we are can, can you feel oh, it coming god. james here we go oh god so um B block um action of course um we're going to pull that up here. Um I'm just stalling oh, okay. while this thing loads. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know one match is best on the first night of the B block because it it got a lot of uh discussion yesterday yes. and um I I, I was quite I was quite perturbed to say the least. Um <clears throat> but yeah, the first day of the B block. So we've got Juice Robinson and Jeff Cobb. So I know they're gonna I actually know no. That, I, I um, take that back. No, we don't. No, I know <laughs> that. I know that. I know that Goto and Jay White are in the first night because that's what right. they did with um, their tag matches. And put over how they were um, set to face each other. We got Juice Robinson versus Shingo Takagi. That should be interesting to see who they put over because Juice Robinson is a heavyweight and Shingo ain't no bitch. So. <laughs> 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 we'll see. Uh, we've got the aforementioned uh, Tomohiro Ishii and Jeff Cobb, Hoss War, um, Sign Me Up, and Beth- Hoss Warfare. Yes. Uh, we've got Yano and Naito. We've got Goto and Jay White, and then John Moxley versus Tai Chi. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think John Moxley is going to kick the shit out of Tai Chi. Okay, so yes, he's going to fuck him up, of course. But like, that match is going to go for length. I don't think it's going to be like he's going to beat him inside of ten minutes. I don't think that. But you do. 
I mean, I was kind of, I was kind of joking, but I mean. Oh, okay. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and then we have a back and forth match, and then eventually, like Moxie just wins. Yeah, the Death Rider. Um, um I, yeah. I, I don't think it. I, I think if Gato like decides to beat John Moxley on night one, he should be fired, escorted <laughs> out of the business. Um, <laughs> you know, hottest wrestler in the world, and you're like, yeah, we gonna we gonna feed him to this dude. No, like, <laughs> look, I'm not saying that it can't happen because it's the G1 where literally anything can happen, but the shenanigans that, you know, that Taichi brings, they're not as familiar as the shenanigans of a Toriano where you're expecting bullshit. Taichi could always just show up and decide to not fuck off. Right. But it's John Moxley. I think if you do that, it's a tragic mistake. Um, to to put him over t- uh, John Moxley, so hopefully we don't have to worry about that. Um, so so what do you think? What do you think? Uh, what do you think? Uh, Ambrose's record or Ambrose? My God, Moxley's record is going to be um, at, through, going through this block. I would I would probably pencil him in for like six and three. That's what I'm thinking too. And then like the like the the losses are like to me that comes to me the mind is like you beat him with Jay White you beat him with Naito and then you beat him with Juice and then have a third match like that's like conventional thinking right right I mean and there's Granny like he can have one more loss and we're like okay I can see like if he lost to Goto or Ishii I wouldn't that wouldn't right. shock me in the least bit right and he beat but, like one of the other three yeah possibly yeah but like if he you know like. Once you get below like that threshold line, like they're not gonna beat him with Shingo. That'd be fucking shocking. Yeah, he's a, like you know, like he's a he's a you know a neverweight guy or catchweight guy, whatever the hell you want to call him. Yeah. Um, like Yano, like <clears throat> if you want to do the gag, that oh yeah, he always beats like the tough motherfucker in a block, like like Suzuki. Then like okay, cool, you can run that. Then it'd be fucking dumb. But like whatever, I, I think it'd be incredibly dumb, but. I wouldn't put a pass to do that. Like the the, the Tai Chi thing, just like, nah, I just don't see it. Like I just don't, because <laughs> it's like if you do the Yano thing, like oh, it's a sight gag, and then like you just move on, you never have another match, right? Right. It's in, that's it's the end of it. Like if Tai Chi beats uh, Moxley, then like they need to do a program, and like I don't want to see no Moxley versus, and I don't think anybody else on this spinning rock wants to see a Moxley versus uh, Tai Chi program. It's like. You got all this other shit to do, and you want to do this? Like, you don't know how, and who knows how long you have them. And it's like, my, for me, it's like, okay, so you have two domes to fill. Like, Masi's going to be in one of the four biggest matches, on, or, or you would assume he'd be in one of the four biggest matches on the card. And, like, if the idea is you have to get him to a position where, like, you can beat him with. Ibushi or Tanahashi or Okada or Naito or what what have you or Jay White. The fuck are you doing being him with you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> with, with a dude that like would never be in be that high on one of these dome shows. So it's like what's the point? Yeah. Uh New Japan did make an announcement. They have an East Coast tour coming up, uh Boston, Philadelphia, and one other place? If I'm not mistaken, uh, uh, it, if I'm it was uh, Boston, Boston, Philly, New York. I thought, right? 
I, I believe so. Yep, Hammerstein Ballroom. So uh, interesting to yes. note, Ring of Honor is not involved in any of these uh, tours. So, um, yeah, ROH going down, down, down. And, um, <laughs> you know, not and New Japan is literally going into their territory and competing, literally in their buildings. So, uh, well, you also keep in mind, like, they're also competing by doing these, um, these Jacob shows, too. Yeah, yeah, on the on the, right on the west coast. Yeah, on the west coast. So New Japan's, uh, you know, I think they're trying to hook their claws in America a little bit more, um, but they are clearly um, taking a step back on this. Yeah, the, like when you, when you, hold on, when you're also doing like trying to do more shows in America, right? Wouldn't it behoove you to have like Americans on the card, so and and whatnot? And like people that are like players that are American, so like, wouldn't it behoove you to not beat fucking Moxley with goddamn? Well, Moxley can't <laughs> wrestle for them in America. Oh yeah, that's right. I, withdrawn. You're right yeah. about that. You're absolutely right about that. I, You're right about that. I'm completely wrong. I'm completely wrong about that. I forgot about AEW. How yeah. could I forget about AEW? Yep. And um, needless to say, I I you know. They ran a big ass building in Dallas and had trouble getting folks there. It was like four thousand paid, you know, forty eight hundred in there, you know, overall. And they've scaled down these shows. Uh, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And I think they need to seriously rethink their strategy. Like we're privy to, I'm privy to some information about the way uh, some of the you know, things are, are run in New Japan. It's just like you'd be shocked at, at some of the like people they have executing certain jobs, essentially. Like when it comes to the expansion, it doesn't make any sense. So I, I, I think they are, uh, they're, they're right for pulling back and going smaller scale, more, you know, 1800 seat buildings, thousand seat buildings. It's just, not going to be what it was because obviously they don't have, you know, the elite anymore. I think it's pretty uh, okay to say that out loud now. It's like there was the elite and, you know, there were a lot of fans that were there uh, that were paying money, that were that were traveling, that were filling up buildings that aren't there anymore. So <laughs> it's like right. it, it's undeniable at this point. So uh and while those guys are have moved on and subsequently they're getting the traveling crowd. So, you know, if you're a New Japan yeah. fan, you're like, fine, we don't need those, you know, people there anyway and all that. And it's like, you know, if it was me, I'd be wanting the company I that I like uh to have as much, you know, fans <laughs> as possible. But um yeah, you know, ha- have fun, Pure Elitist. So um. So James, uh, you watched BTE uh, for like the second time this week. <laughs> uh, what, no, the second time ever. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 that's what I meant. So the second time ever this week. And um, what'd you think? I mean, it's, it's guys, it's guys being ironically funny, right? I mean, um, I think the only the other one I ever saw was the one where uh, Cody and Brandy running out of ski lounge and they're just like they're just basically just being rich evil motherfuckers and it was awesome right because they're, they're just assholes so uh there was that i think there was also i think there might have been also a thing where um the young bucks were going to some wrestling training uh 
spot and they just basically just super kick the shit out of kid out of, out of like students or whatever else <laughs> yes. he's like that's how you bring to the business or whatever else so yeah, yeah like this one i mean I, I think it's funny that you know the pictures of you know them writing about the long they're having a long-term booking session is just a young bus is not like no no kenny no cody um and they're just writing stuff down and they're doing their you know meeting and then like they're playing off the idea that they're both or also with uh, leave a base it like all three of them are just totally um just uh out of touch and um lack of self-awareness and like they're like yeah you know this thing is working great like we're getting we're getting booed and like we're getting that x-pac heating and now all of a sudden like they just do the bear <laughs> court and like uh, all right that's that, that's what y'all want to do i mean that's what this all right yeah and i wrote down like the librarian specifically to talk about here and this is why I was hesitating to kind of bury it last week or a couple of weeks ago, because I, re- I, I kind of remembered the way that they set this thing up and it, and then it clicked after I watched that earlier this week, like, hold on, how did they start this thing? Then it was like, it was a thing where some, they said Tony Khan tried to get them to do this, but we never saw Tony Khan or anything on BTE or whatever. Right. A, Have Tony, we ever seen them on uh, BTE? Because I think no. his whole deal is like he doesn't, he never wants to be on TV for anything. I didn't know if that included BTE or not. No, I don't think he's ever been on BTE. Okay. Uh, cool. So they, it was like, yeah, this shit will never get over. Like, and then, you know, they went with that big casting call where they had all those fans sending in the videos. So this thing has been a gag from day one. Um, they, they they joked about that Baron Corbin push. They blanked his name out, of course, but you can clearly hear what the fuck they were saying. Uh, the right. long, long-term booking for the next five years. This entire thing is a rib. And I think, you know, <laughs> like they're they're gonna be able i don't know i think they're playing a, a inside like, joke in front of everybody but right the right thing they, is, they absolutely they, they absolutely are but the thing is like the people that are tuning in on the pre-show to watch it have no idea what the fuck that is right. so like when you're like yo this is entertaining you're like well you don't get it because there's because here's this context like I don't need the additional fucking um, material. Like the show's right here. Either it's entertaining or it's not. So it's like I get I get what they're trying to do, but ultimately, like that's not helping your pre-show to get people to want to stay in and tune in to watch the the actual good wrestlers on there. And like they they put on two bad uh, pre-shows back to back. So it's like I have no need to ever watch their pre-shows ever again unless something changes, unless I hear notable change. And I, I feel the same way. I feel like most. You know, most people with some senses sense feel that way too. Yeah, um, but I mean, I'm look. Like I get it. Like I like I look, get what they're, they're still doing. putting. Yeah, yeah, I get that. And like, look, it's not in the world that like some fucking comedy thing that they're doing that doesn't matter at all stinks. You, you, like you would think it does, it, though. <laughs> like the way people are like, like yo, I've I've literally seen people like, yeah, I've sworn off the promotion because of this. <laughs> like what so i don't like, know if, I, if, this is what i'll say if you're that sensitive to something that low in the car stinking that bad then how about we compare that to whatever else you're watching this pro wrestling <laughs> <laughs> because, like, like they're clearly I mean, I mean, like, they're, they're visiting man that's what they're doing like <laughs> what is shit i i don't know i like watching it this week has really put it into perspective uh, what's going on. I will on. say this though. I will say this though. 
it it does it it is worse on their part for the fact that like they're they constantly know that, I don't know how much this is gonna continue. Don't know. But like the whole premise is that this thing stinks and we're gonna get a we're gonna get some some you know some laughs on the fact that like everyone's in on the joke. It's like no, not the problem is, bro, not everyone yes, is. Er- in everyone on the is joke. not in on the joke. And so, I, I, like, think they're, I think so they're trying they need, to so they need to, yeah, I think they're going to try to try to get people in on the joke, like because like now that is out there, I would imagine more people would share my sentiment. But I think it's far outnumbered by people that don't know what's, what the fuck is going on. Like my right. boy Seahawk today right. from PW's Torch was like, can anybody explain this librarian shit to give it to me? It took me like two and a half tweets to, to explain it. And then I came to the conclusion, just watch the first three minutes of BTE this week. And then it's like they're going to, I you know. And as far as like what BTE is going to be in its future form, they don't even know. So it's hard for us to know. Like, yeah. So I don't know. Um, like, I mean, these are we're talking about. Like, yes, it's outsized compared to this to the stakes of it all or whatever else. But, um, if this was if this if this was their way of basically like killing it off. Cool. If it continues, like it better be, it damn well better be better than what it's been. Than what it's been. Otherwise, like you, otherwise, you're gonna start getting more ha- more of the hammer dropped on them. So, um, fight for the fallen is on Saturday. Uh, looks like a pretty interesting card on paper. Um, you know, we've got three people announced that do not have matches booked. That we uh, us to have a lot of interest in uh in Britt baker b Priestley, and shoko nakajima so i don't know what they're doing but they are competing on the card they announced it i would like to know but maybe is this some some type of surprise they want to do i don't know but um maybe it's a triple threat match who knows Uh, but I mean, I mean, this is. I mean, we're kind of getting into the, the politics of Joshi wrestling, right? Like, so <laughs> B is like B is the Stardom is Stardom's top champion. She's the Red Belt champion, World of Stardom champion, and then Shogo, like she, like she won the she beat uh, Miyu Yamashita for the Tokyo Joshi Pro Belt like recently. So, like, what are we doing here, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. So, like are they are they gonna have a match? Cause like I had imagined that like someone I imagine that like DDT and Rossi Ogawa would both be like, oh hell fuck no. Like, <laughs> no, we're not doing that. <laughs> if we're gonna do that, then if we're gonna do that, then like we're gonna take that to like, you know, we're gonna try to take it to some big hall and try to uh and try to sell it out. You know, so Yep. Uh and also we'd also, you know, have uh our bigger stars as the champions by that point in time as opposed to where we have now. Like uh, anyway, so I mean, who knows what's available? I mean, I mean, I know they have for sure. They're going to do the uh, Alley versus Brandy match, right? Yeah, we're going to get to that in a minute. Okay, so I mean, maybe they do three matches. I don't know. So uh, on the pre-show, they've got um, they're going to open it. I guess you know three women's matches. Sorry. So so they'll have Jimmy Havoc, Darby Allen, and Joey Janela against MJF, Sammy Guevara, and Sean Spears. The interesting point being mjf and sean spears on the same team 
which was hinted at, you know, kind of on may have been road to fight for the fallen or may have been BT last week that there's something going to happen there. So, um, having, you know, Allen and Janela as like team deathmatch or whatever the fuck you want to call them, uh, team don't give a damn team will die for it team, you know, you know, we'll wear it out, whatever team CZW team deathmatch, however you want to, you know, run that. Um, I don't know. Should be okay, I guess. <laughs> what was it? What was the other team besides those two? It was Havoc, Allen, and Joe Janela, fresh off of his uh, brawl with ah, quote unquote right. non-brawl okay. with Enzo Amore uh, against MJF, oh, Sammy God. Guevara, and Sean Spears. Bro, the amount of douchiness uh, with uh, MJF and Sammy Guevara combined, like that's gonna be enough to create offspring. Like, <laughs> just, just, just horrible. Just with yeah. Those two. So who? Who's getting pinned? Jimmy Havoc. I, I would think Jimmy Havoc's getting pinned. I would think. Well, he got pinned last time. Sammy Cabrera could get pinned. Yeah, uh, like I would imagine those would be the two pin eaters. Yeah. If if that's how they were to do it in AEW, I don't know if you know. I'm not necessarily sure that they're running this exactly like how uh, a Japanese company run it, but. So so maybe like uh, yeah. MJF and Spears get it off into a brawl and Guevara's left by himself and he gets destroyed or something like that. <laughs> That'd be funny. Also, it's like, okay, so like MJF is like the top heel or the second uh, biggest heel in the entire company and what you're going to do is try to babyface him immediately because of what happened to Cody. Like that man's going to be used <laughs> as a damn proxy to, to help Cody get like cheered more. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, I mean, I we'll figure we'll figure out how they, how this all goes, but it's it's, it's interesting to see like like he's the biggest he's the biggest piece of shit MJF, and then like he, he also likes Cody. <laughs> yeah, and Cody's and Cody's full on like he doesn't he's know. The, he's he's basking the glow of the uh, post. I need my older brother. So oh yes, yeah, we gonna get to that. So, um, <laughs> fucking uh, yeah, like I, I I don't think it would be the worst thing to turn uh, MJF babyface to turn him. Heavy later on on I, on uh, look, man, Cody. We all know it's coming. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that definitely works. But I think that you need to get through the Spears things for the Spears uh, match or whatever else first. And like, I, I'm I'm you know it's really hard for me to be like okay. The last show we saw you, you were out here telling us all that our mother swallowed, and then like and <laughs> then on the very you. next and then the very next show we supposed to cheer you. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I still want my fade, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so does Buddy in the front row that they should. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, the Virgin. Oh yes. my God. Yes. Now, I forgot about that Virgin thing. Like, or you guys have no sex or whatever he yes. said. Sexless. Jesus. Yeah. 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 Fucking sexless, sexless goons. Um. <laughs> Dude, I'm sorry. That was that that thing was the most WWE mean spirited thing of all time. Like. <laughs> Like, I could imagine, like, if that had been Vince and Kevin Dunn and whoever else in control uh, that were controlling the camera work, and Vince is on the on the headphones, and he sees, and he had his wrestler talk shit on the crowd like that and call him virgins or whatever else, and then they cut to a geek that looked like that, Vince would have pissed his pants in his seat <laughs> in Gorilla. Am I lying? He may have fallen out the seat backward, like in, yes, yeah. Belly, look, grabbing his stomach because his gut hurts from laughing so hard. So, like, so like, I, you know, I just want to point that out because I saw it. I was like, yo, that's that's so mean, <laughs> that's so mean. 
So our next match on the pre-show, we've got uh, Sonny Kiss versus Peter Avalon, managed by Leva Bates. I'm sure Peter Avalon is planning to throw the book at Sonny Kiss. Um, do do, do um, is, is is Avalon good? I have no idea. I have no idea. I've I've never seen uh, him wrestle. I'm sure he, you I know, don't. I don't, it, I, I believe shenanigans are afoot uh, in this match. I would expect yeah. Sonny to dispatch Mr. Avalon rather quickly. Yes, in spectacular fashion. Have you ever seen Sonny Kiss wrestle? Yes, that's why I said in spectacular fashion. Y- yes, like, so, <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, I'm very interested to see uh, the reception because he's a good wrestler, like, a really good wrestler. I yeah. watched a match with him yeah. and um, Jack Evans from Lucha Underground and was pretty impressed. So, um, yeah, I would think that would be go over strong. Maybe we can get some more librarian foolishness. So, <laughs> sign me up for it. Like, it's been, you know, Baron Corbin push next five years, long term booking. Uh, then, uh, you know, going through, we've got the Dark Order uh, against uh, and Helico and Jack Evans and the Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Of course, it has that wacky uh, stipulation that last month's three-way tag team match had. Uh, they'll advance to All Out, to I would assume, to take on the best friends. This has the Dark Order written all over it. I'm sorry. This Dark Order shit looks low-rent and whack as fuck. Hopefully, they wait, save wait, themselves wait. in the ring. Get, get, hold on. So... Is it the same stipulation as that uh, pre-show match from yes. um, Fighter Fest? Yes. Which is, I remember, remember wrong, it is worded something along the lines of, winner gets an opportunity for a buy in the tag tournament, tournament eventually. Right. So, like, they'll, they'll go to All Out to face best okay. friends. The winner of that will receive the buy whenever the tournament starts. So Gotcha. Okay. All right. So, um like I said, I think this has Dark Order written all over it. They've been kind of uh, fucking with the best friends pretty much since Double or Nothing. Uh, I'm not really interested in their whole wacky, you know, turn the lights off gimmick where, you know, a bunch of hooded fat guys show up. I, I don't, I, I'm not really with it, but um, I, 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 mean, I hope to be impressed by uh, Jack Evans again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it'll, it'll probably be a good match. Um, I'm not really that jazzed for it, but I mean, I'm sure once they start flipping around and doing crazy stuff, I might, I might get get interested. Yep, so. and I, I, I'm all in on the Jungle Boy. So, yeah, uh, I'm also yeah, and um, Team Jungle. Yeah, like who? I, I would say this, regardless of whatever situations, I would suggest that they don't pin Jungle Boy or Luchasaurus. Yeah, um, or cat them out. Yeah, uh, so save that shit for Angelico. So, like, <laughs> yeah, or, yeah. Uh, I would, yeah. So I'm also with you in the same boat. Is like that the Black Dark Order shit is like. Nah, bro. I, I need to see it. In, I need to see it in the ring first. Yeah. Uh, I, like I, I, I can you... see some of the stuff they're going for, but just like for me, it's like it's just like it's like they don't have the, the production and they don't have the the pageantry behind the gimmick. Like they they're so plainly dressed. Like they need to <laughs> they need to like spend on the like the budget on the on getting them some better gear, some like flashier yeah. outfits, like darker, cooler outfits, something. It's not clear. And also, me. and also better like you know. Whatever that was, they did on the Titan Toronto, whatever you want to call that, uh, at the last show two weeks ago. Or just, yeah, I um, and also they need to tighten up when the lights off. Like, the, if you're gonna do lights off for 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 you know what seemingly felt like five minutes, then like maybe don't do it. Did you um catch the uh, Fighter Fest preview where I had wrote uh, Jungle Boy no relation to Jungle Kiona? 
<laughs> I I saw parts of that and laughed. Um, I also saw um, in the in the thing. I think it was was it Greg? Maybe yes. was it Greg? That, Greg yeah, they said that, like uh, I, I I like I have no idea about the Joshi thing. I, I did not and I did not like seek the recommendation of yes. James. I was like. When did I become like James? When did I become James Boy Japanese wrestling hey man, women's? You, you, um, you, you gonna stop feigning confusion on this? Like, <laughs> dude, I watch it. I does not like. Like I said, there are fifteen women's promotions. Like I am not Sierra Reed. Hey. Like no, so, I am not. I hey, she like Sierra be threatening to quit all the time. So somebody gonna have to replace her. I have to replace. So like I am Carver replacing McNulty in the wire. Yes. Oh God. I swear to fucking Christ, I'll beat you longer <laughs> harder than you beat your own dicks. <laughs> oh, oh, man. man. Uh, so, uh, we got Brandy Rose and Allie in a singles match. Uh, Brandy Rose and Allie have done a good job selling this match. I still don't know if I want to watch it, uh, particularly <laughs> because, I don't know. I feel like Brandy Rose, I don't know, you know. I don't know. It's a complete mystery. Uh, but no, I, no idea. Yeah, no like, idea. Maybe she's training. Maybe she's training in the same warehouse that they got. Uh, that apparently they, you know, Sadie Gibbs still locked in. Who knows? Yeah. Um, we've seen a couple highlight reels from her. They look mighty Eva Marie-ish. So we don't know. Uh, Allie is. I mean, you know, I've, Allie. I've, I've seen. I've seen. I've seen Brandy Russell before, but like it wasn't like yeah. I want to see this on a major league wrestling promotion. Mm-hmm. So it's like. Maybe you know, I'm sure she's gotten better, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, I'm willing to keep open mind to it, but like, you know, I'm I'm also kind of like mm, like one thing for impact and this one being bad. Yeah. And especially like the just the level of the women's division is just like you see what they're building in AEW and it's like we might not need you to do this, Brandy, but <laughs> um, right, right, right. So, I mean, and granted, like if they can come up with a space for her to be like the character person amongst all of these good wrestlers that stands out, like the variety if for a variety uh, perspective, yeah, because because she, and also she's the fact a fucking that, like, star, like <laughs> right, and also the fact that, like there's a language barrier uh, for a lot of the women, like yeah, granted, like yeah, that makes sense, but you know. I'm just as long as we keep her from getting this Alexa Bliss push, we're, we're, right, we're good. Right, right, yeah, like right. we got, we got to see. And obviously, you know, there's always a thing of like, oh yeah, she's she's you know, she's married to the Booker. She's she's a she's a suit, also. Yeah. So yeah, like you got, yeah, you got to worry about that. Like, look, it ain't that hard for her to out here come out here and just be Stephanie Man. It, it, it wouldn't take much. Yeah. It would not take much. Yeah. Um, and look, Stephanie, and, and Stephanie's great at what she does, and she she gets shitted on. So yep. you know, she put out the video dancing. She was trying her her hardest. Uh, I, I kind of got some entertainment out of it, and then she really got mad at the end when she when she screwed the last part up. Like it was like she just wanted to do such a good job just to entertain y'all ungrateful assholes. And even if she did it perfectly, y'all still would have said that she ain't she wasn't doing shit. Yeah. Cause y'all don't like Stephanie. You know, good, 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 good job on you, Steph. Like, like Steph. I, you know, I saw that. I saw a couple, couple pictures of Steph at the ESPYS. Man, Steph, like, you know, Steph. You know, did you, yeah. Did you see? Did you see the picture of uh at the ESPYS of Steph and and uh, Triple H sitting together, With and Roman. then and, and then and then in the front row they had their their son Roman. 
<laughs> and everybody looks so happy. And I was like, you know, this is a nice moment for them. I mean, they pay for it, and they, you know, yeah, but what, yeah, you know, know but whatever. Yeah. Or quid pro quo, whatever you want to call it. Like, it's obviously connection. Like, yeah. But whatever, whatever. Like, it was a nice moment for Roman because it's like that was that's real shitty. And also, like, it, you know, this might be the best moment of his entire year after him coming back because they don't know how to book him for shit. Yeah, he so he needs so, yeah. to consult Hollywood. But um, <laughs> so yeah, um, look specifically like Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yes. yes, you need to call his cousin. Like, hey, man. You think we can get some get that dude Rockefeller or something? Yes. I'm just trying to get the fuck out of here. Like, hey man, can you give me like the name of somebody that works at CAA and so I can, you know, get the fuck out of here? Yeah. Because quick. they don't know what the hell they doing with me and you know Time's a wasting. Yep. <laughs> Uh, so we got Adam Page and Kip Sabian. Uh, Sabian was on commentary last month. Page, this is going to be his chance, another chance for Adam Page to be impressive, to you know show that he can do something. I saw an interview with him this week, and it was fucking horrible. And I was like, this really? is not, this is not a top star. Uh, I believe I sent it to the social suplex messenger thread. It was like a one minute promo he did with Marvez, I believe. And Marvez, I think he's really talented in a backstage interview role rather than being on color comment or, you know, lead commentator. And it's like, he threw it to him for 30 seconds and it just felt like this dude like had nothing to say and he froze. And it was just like, Oh man, Jericho has his work cut out for him. And Jericho has a live mic. Um, they're advertising, you know, he's going to have like, promo time so we'll see how that all goes i i think that i would like the live mic with jericho isn't like what would intrigue me the live mic plus like plus knowing that like oh yeah he's also like taking in a fifth of of, of whatever liquor he wants to like that that would intrigue me right that would intrigue me a lot more but like, oh yeah he has a mic like jericho knows how to act when he's not drunk how about when he's drunk though yeah yeah um yeah we'll see what, what Paige does um then we've got the tag team match with socal uncensored uh who are upset I think, okay so look i think this will look i i'm not confident but if you were to ask me like is adam page about to have a great match i would pro- right now or this coming show i probably say yes because that's why that's the only reason why he's in position to go out here and have great matches and he hasn't had it yet but like this is the last chance he has before he goes to you know challenge for the title or right. so you know maybe maybe now would be the time people would be like oh that's why right and they'd be like okay i want to see this now he, i know he's going to lose but i still want to see this right um and you know the the thinking on it is Jericho's going to be your first champion. You don't want to give him any of the top people off the, like, you don't want to give him Cody right now. You don't want to give him Kenny right now for the title. Like, you'll. Or Moxley. Yeah, or Moxley. You'll you'll give him Paige or whatever and then get him the fuck out of the way and you can rebuild him back whenever. Like, that's all. That's literally what we've been saying on the show. Uh, yep. So, yep. good on AEW for figuring that out if they figure that out. Um, yeah, like, we got Jericho basically to be like. Oh, however long his deal is, but like at first, like he's like Buddy Rogers is like established guy. Give him the belt, then have him like be the first champion. And then like eventually, we're going to have a Bruno San Martino type come beat his ass for this belt. <laughs> it'd, be our, it'd be our first, it'd be our, it'd be our first real, you know, superstar rocket rocket strap guy champion. Right. 
there's a lot of parallels there. That, good observation, James. Um, well, I thought I thought everybody was working on that, that kind of like that kind of program. I I didn't. Well, the Buddy I Rogers thing in particular, of... like that oh, you said, like, okay, like, that's, gotcha. a, that's a good way to tie this in to the birth of a promotion and <laughs> things like that. No, so yeah, yeah, um, yeah. They uh, then the SoCal Uncensored uh, is upset that they have been left out of the best tag team in the world conversation, uh, and then they got announced in a match with the Lucha Brothers. Um, so they gonna lose. <laughs> you got it. So. Uh, I am looking forward to seeing Scorpio Sky in there with those two guys, you know, Kazarian, Kazarian, whatever. Is it Scorpius? Oh, is, is it is it Daniels or uh, Kazarian? It is Sky and Kazarian. Okay, but right. Daniels will be out there as a manager or whatever. And that's right because he's yeah, that's right because he did the, the promo in the middle of a BT and yeah, I, I didn't think that was them being late for the thing was funny, especially Avalon they held Mister Flights like okay, I miss flights. Yeah, it's life. Shit happens. Then uh, Lucha Brothers looks like it's time for them to get on the board here, um, and definitely. Know, so up next we got uh, Kenny Omega and Shingo. Be the most over out of that, out of those two teams. You said what? They're gonna be the most over out of those two teams. Do we know that for sure? Yeah, because SCU is ridiculously lost. over. They were going back and forth with the Young Bucks. The Young Bucks in the semi-main events of the show. Right. So, um, yeah, I, we will see. Uh, because... like, and all the thing is, like, Penta's a bigger individual. Like, both of them are both bigger individual stars than right. SCU are. Right. Like, individual acts. So, it's like, you also got to take the end of kind of like, you know, eventually, like, there'll be a time for a breakout with Scorpio Sky or whatever else, or even Kazarian, even though he's older. But, like, they're a tag team, and they should be, like... It's funny because they're both bald too, but like they should be like <laughs> probably better pushed like versions of like Lorcan and Birch and, and, and like in the tag division NXT. It's like it's it's like the same thing. It's like they have instant credibility because of what they've done before. Uh and you can beat them with anyone and you can also they can also win the titles eventually and no one will bat an eye in either situation. Yeah. Um then we got uh, Kenny Omega and Shima. A singles match <laughs> is a dream match. Uh uh Shima, they've never wrestled before we know Shima's like legacy and building Dragon Gate and being just such a huge influence on uh, literally the modern wrestling style from about 2004 or five going forward. Kenny's Kenny. I'll know who the fuck he is. Uh, probably looking at his first win here as a single in AEW. Uh, I'm expecting a really great match here. I'm expecting a great match too. Um, do you have any concerns that we may not get it? Um, so I think there's a difference with Shima where he will realize he's not in the opening match and Kenny, I think it will probably be itching to have a match with like, that's literally his thing is wrestling Asian guys like (laughs) from literally like going back to fucking DDT Uh, and he has all his best matches against, you know, our, our, our fellows from the far East and, um, and I think he'll be up for it. I'm not even necessarily, I'm not worried about Kenny. Uh, like, obviously it was a, the match was meant to be just a, a good solid match, but, um, like, I mean, I don't know what the age factor is and like asking like, yeah, we need you to reach back for like 97 Shima. Can you do it? 
I don't you know. know what I, yeah, I don't know no, enough about them to, but I know some people. You know that that traffic in, uh, like the Dragon Gate circles and you know different other Japan promotions in Japan were saying Shima was their wrestler of the year last year. So okay, it, that's it, the case. Never mind. It, like if like, I just didn't know because like you look at the body, like. Like he looked dynamite, and um, he looked dynamite just like everybody did in that six, uh, that six man tag, yeah. right? Uh, at all out, but match with Daniel was just good, and like they clearly looked like these are guys that are super duper talented, or or were super duper talented at one point, and like, but like they were told to go out there and have a certain type of match, and they went out there and did what they were asked to do. Um, and like you say, like, oh yeah, can they have better than a three star match? Absolutely. Can they have a four and a half star? Can either one have a four and a half star match if called for it? I don't know. That's okay. kind of how I was. That's kind of how I took it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, I guess we will see. So, uh, and then the main event of the evening, the presumed main event, uh, is the tag team match between Cody and Dustin Rhodes and the Young Bucks. I would highly suggest watching episode three to hear the promo between uh, Cody and Dustin. Uh, if you guys have not seen it, talking about the Young Bucks, Dustin Rhodes sounds completely annoyed by the Young Bucks and like these young fuckers. Like uh, Cody was saying, you know, I, I watched the Young Hold on, the young fucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say that, but yeah. Um, <laughs> these young fuckers i was like i'll just cut yes. it to the shop. i'll make it i'm more appropriate the young fucks yes uh cody like said something like where you know he said he watched all the matches that the bucks and kenny have been having and all this stuff over the years and they've never watched the road brothers and he was like what are you serious they've never watched us or whatever because you know they were in wwe and then it was like yeah we're not about to be ashamed about being on national television and all this stuff and you know, we beat the the shield and they blank their names out, whatever. Like, so it's gonna be mm-hmm. interesting. Like, and you can tell, like, there there are small things that have pissed each other off. Like, like Dustin didn't like the, that. I need my older brother. Shit, he he did not appreciate that shit at all. He said he was gonna power slam uh, the young butt so hard that their souls would leave their bodies. It was amazing. Um, I think this is gonna be really great, and I wouldn't be shocked if somebody turned at the end of the match. Uh, that could happen. Um, I could also see where, you know, this is, I think someone mentioned this where it's, you know, it's, it's quote unquote, um, Dustin's last match. I, I don't want to come and go Dust so badly. Um, this is Dustin's last match, whatever else, or they get some type of standing ovation after they lose whatever else. And then all of a sudden, like you see the, the, gra- the, the sign off graphic in the lower third on some NXT shit. And then all of a sudden, Sean Spears playing and busting, yes. and, you know, bust his head too. Yes, You're right. Like, it, it, like, and to set up for all out, you know, Cody versus uh, Spears, whatever. So, I like, there's a bunch of stuff it. at play too. So, um, but either way, like, I think the match, like, I think like the match is a lot to be great because, like, you look at what the Young Bucks did, you know, most of last year, and you look at what, um, I mean, you look at Cody and and I was one of Conor Gus's in like uh, Cody and. Um, Dustin as a tag team, like they're a great tag team. Like they them winning the tag titles off of the shield was one of the feel good one of the few feel good moments, genuine feel good moments with his dad with uh Dusty out yep. there. Like was one of the feel like of the last, you know, this decade in WWE history, that was one of the better feel good moments you'll ever get on TV. So or not TV, but on pay per view TV, etc. Like so um 
and they were a great tag team. Like they were, they were kicking ass together. So, you know, I um, I expect them to be able to do the same thing. Right. And they were so, saying, saying the Bucks have been flirting with the Usos on Twitter and they beat the Usos for two years up and down and different <laughs> stuff like that. It's, it, it's just really cool kind of like little digs. I'd like to see the Bucks turn up the assholishness a little bit here and just like, you know, just be also just just lean into that. I need my older brother shit like like bro, these these dudes were rubbing fake blood on themselves, like going up to each other, hugging, hugging each other, all that shit. Like these guys are fucking idiots like <laughs> But yeah, uh, I'm 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 excited about the show. Can't wait. So, um, the other show us uh, going head to head with this show uh, is Evolve, um, and I don't know what number Evolve it is, but we know it is the tenth year anniversary, uh, and you know <clears throat> we will see exactly you know. WWE strategy as far as like you know counter programming going forward because I would not count on this being the last one. Um, so oh, talking about evolve, yeah, whether it's evolve or you know them just counter programming period uh, against yeah, well, you mean, know AW Saturday gonna, programs. Yeah, well, you know it's not going to be the last one because evolve is soon to be on their on their second tier uh, programming anyway. So right, so uh, so that's on deck. So quickly, we'll go through it here. Um, we've got the main event. Uh, is, uh, Adam Cole versus Secure Desire for the NXT Championship. Um, I would presume Cole retains here. <laughs> um, they've got Drew Gulag and Matt Riddle uh, in a non-title match. Catch point reunion. That, Hopefully, That match is going to be great because the match they had um, at the beginning of the year. Those match, or Yeah, that match was great. That was one of the best matches on NXT TV this year. And putting Riddle back in the involved environment, my God. Um, <laughs> so, and it's not like Riddle's been a slouch in NXT, but you know him and involved. That shit was like he came to Tampa, and I knew he's a fucking superstar. So, then <laughs> uh, there's Josh Briggs and Anthony Green. The future is now showcase match. Never heard of those two fellas, but actually, I have heard of Anthony Green before. Um, they have a winner-take-all match for the WWN Championship and Evolve Championship. The WWN Champion J.D. Drake against Austin Theory, who is probably WWE-bound at some point. Yeah, the match is going to be great. Like, I mean, people are going to look at, at J.D. Drake and be like, really? And then you start wrestling, you're like, oh. So, yes. He, yeah, like he's definitely on that. Um, he's definitely on the Tomohiro Ishii list of like bad body wrestler, bad body, body bad body great wrestler. So yeah. he, especially for 2019. Yeah, JD Drake, one of my like favorite indie guys in uh, America right now, and there's not that many. Like that match with, <laughs> like how many matches? How many matches have you seen live this year that were better than uh, him and Swerve? I mean, him and, uh, Strickland. I, I think that's. I don't even think that's the best JD Drake match I've seen this year. I think he had a but better I'm, I'm match. Just, I'm, no, but I, no, no. But I'm just saying, like, how many matches do you think off the top of your head that you've seen live that were better than this year? I've I've seen a lot of wrestling live this year, so it would probably be like in the 15s or 20s. But that's no knock on how good that was. That's my point. That's so. my point, Rich. Like you watch a shit ton of wrestling. We do a wrestling show. So. Like that's, that's it's impressive. <laughs> yeah. Um, then there's Anthony Henry against Arturo Ruiz, who is the former Adrian Jaoud. Um, interesting. I guess that's just a grudge match. They've, they've been going back and forth and building this up and evolve for a couple months or whatever. 
Yeah, Baba Tunde against Colby Carino. And when you want to talk about a fucking like mismatch of like, look at this freak show giant motherfucker against this small geek, that's exactly what this is. Um, Colby Carino, of course, his dad, Steve Carino, works in WWE. And I don't know if that'll be enough to get him hired. So, <laughs> um, like, Baba Tunde might literally be three times heavier than him. Literally. Um, not, not, not an exaggeration, like, might be literally three times heavier than him. Then, of course, um, we've got Kurt Stallion and Sean versus Sean Maluda of NXT, Stephen Wolf and Harlem Bravado in a fatal four way match. We'll see how it is. Um, Eddie Kingston and Joe Gacy against uh, AR Fox and Leon Ruff, the Skulk. Uh, AR Fox and Leon Ruff are electrifying. Eddie Kingston's a brawler. I don't know much about Joe Gacy, but. We'll see. Uh, and Brandy Lauren and Shotzi Blackheart. So uh, Shotzi Blackheart was just full of charisma at um, the show we went to uh, at Laboon. Shimmer 113. Yeah, Shimmer 113. Like, Shotzi Blackheart was incredible um, Yeah, on that show. She, um, yeah, they're doing some storyline along the lines of, like, uh, Black. she's been ducking Chauncey. Ah. So... Yeah, so, 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 like, and also, like, bearing her to promoters. Mm-hmm. So, it's like, once I get my hands on you, it's on. Like, that's that's the kind of storyline from what I've been able to gather. So, that that's going to be, I, I imagine that it's going to be a good match. Yeah, man, so that, that's the Evolve card. Um, you know, I don't particularly see, like, <laughs> WWE reaching the fans, like, that are going to, like the fans that would be watching Evolve will probably be watching Fight for the Fallen. So <laughs> this is just them being petty. Uh, if they want to rile their fans up that uh, resent indie wrestling for whatever reason, even though that's like half their roster in WWE, I don't know if half, yeah, half less shit, more than that, um, way more than half, maybe seventy five percent, or I'm probably shortcutting it then too. So I I don't know if you know the Stan Twitter is gonna be lined up to watch Evolve. So <laughs> I don't like this, this. This is what I'll say, right? Like clearly it's a business play, and I don't blame them, right? Like, like this is, is the his, is. this is the history of the company, and anyone denying this, like you don't have to deny it because you can just yeah. look at literally thirty years of history of of counter programming. <laughs> this is the right. business, like well, good, uh. <laughs> What, the Royal Rumble against um that the Battle Royal thing that was going Bunk on. Bunkhouse Stampede. Was, yep, Bunkhouse Stampede. You got you got Survivor Series versus Starcade. Clash of right. Champions I mean, versus WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know why people do want to deny this. Like, I don't know. And it's like it's like it doesn't make them bad people. It makes them. I mean, well, it does make them bad people. Like, it doesn't mean it doesn't make it. <laughs> It, how do I say? It's like it makes it like, look, man, it's business. It is what it is, right? Like, it's ruthless capitalism. I thought y'all loved that America. Thought it was yeah. America, people. Yeah. So, like, like apparently, like, apparently, like, ruthless capitalism is like applauded at all times, except for when it's like, I guess the wrestling that you like, or it's like the sports team that you like, right? I guess, I guess, the only time it, it matters, like, oh, well, we need a fair way to figure out how to, you know. Like should it be NBA? Should it be NBA draft? Fuck no. Or NFL draft? Fuck no. Like, you guys are job places. Have people want to go there? Well, how do we use this distribute the talent? Everybody want to play in LA. There's only but so many uh, spots and money to make in LA. People want to get paid eventually. They don't see it as that. But anyway, that's sorry about that point. Yeah. But like, just 
it's okay. It's okay. It's like, okay. Be who you are. Embrace it. Embrace like like like. If you think they're not thinking about AEW, think again. Like, <laughs> like, and it's and it's like they're gonna make so much money off their TV deal. Like this is like a them doing this is just trying to slow it down. Yeah, it's fine. Like, yeah. I remember I said to you before they even before AEW even launched, I was like, bro, like, why don't they just literally like twenty million dollars a league walk away from it? I dare you to. $20 million combined per year for all four of you guys. I dare you to walk away. Now, they're more successful than I thought they were ever going to be. It's like, they definitely should have gave them $20 million. <laughs> Instead of, you know, repaying or re-signing sorry motherfuckers for five-year contracts. Boy, you know, we're going to keep Mike Nellis, you know, away from getting hot out here Jesus in these streets. Christ. So, yeah, 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 you know, ask about them new contracts. Yeah, like, Vincent Mann is not giving out money for his fucking health. Like, because because he, he's, uh, he, he thinks it's the right thing to do. Uh, <laughs> you know, Jinder Mahal deserved yeah. this raise. Fuck oh, no. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, man. You know, you know, I wonder if they, I wonder if they had like the diesel line with, uh, the, the diesel talk with, Jenner Mahal, bro, like you, you know, know how bad Kevin. Speaking to him, I'll, I'll let you get back to your point to say it. Like, bro, you know the amount of working that Hall and Nash would be doing in this era right now to like keep getting money and out of contracts. Like these niggas oh would be God. signing one year deals, bouncing back and forth. Who wants us? That's what I'd be doing right now. Like I'd be signing like one. I'd be signing like um, basically two year deals with like one year option. If I was if I was a top performer, if I was someone, if I was a Jericho type, obviously not being Jericho, but if I was like a kept, you know, if I was in WWE and my contract was ending in the last two years, if I was Ambrose, if I was Ambrose, I'd be like, okay. I think he has um, a one year out. Maybe he does, but I, I, my whole point would be like, I'm shining. I'm I am signing short term deals for big money um, with you know an extra year added as an option just in case I need to. You know, I get injured and I can, you know, come back or whatever else. Like, and that's what I—that's how I'd be running it until like this AEW thing, you know, runs a course or or keeps going, and I keep doing it until like I get too old to where people actually want to. In my star, you know, my star power dwindles and they, people don't want me or whatever else. Like that's how I, that's how I do. It's like that's like you keep yourself fresh by going back and forth because you don't keep having to have the same programs. So your star stays high because you're doing important things seemingly all the time. And then, like, you don't get oversaturated. I mean, in, if you go to WWE, you're going to get oversaturated regardless. But you get my point. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like AJ played this wrong, but whatever. I mean, AJ Styles, he's 42 now. I don't know, like, with his wrestling style, which is very different from, like, a Jericho right now, I don't know if AJ would be as accepted turning to like that kind of like because when you want when when you hear AJ Styles you want AJ Styles essentially like I don't I just don't know if he you know does that thing wrong I don't know I if I was AJ Styles I would have I would have made somebody offer me a ridiculous amount of money that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. Like, and I wouldn't have signed. I think he said along the lines like the way he signed, he's he. This was is his last like, contract. His last contract. I wouldn't have signed for that long. Yeah, that's why I'm getting it. Like, I would have signed for whatever money he had, except for like cut it two years. Because what you gonna? I mean, you can bear me, but then like it's only gonna make me a bigger star whenever I go somewhere else. Yeah, and I still get your checks. 
Yeah. What What were you gonna say before I cut you off? Oh, um. Well, I'll get to that in a second. But like the thing with like the whole burial thing is like that shit ain't gonna work no more. Like back in the day when like people thought that like wins and losses or you know, people, you you is on your own doing right. Like you have made wins and losses not matter. There were only people care, people mostly only care about the performance of people as far as your talking skills, as far as how captivating uh, they are by you know the moments or whatever else, and also like your matches and the personal investment so, in the person. Right, and their you know their your character development over you know the weeks, months, um, and years. So once you've done that, like you bury somebody, it only makes people like, oh yeah, that, what what the fuck's going on? Oh yeah, it's contract. Oh, right, like that's you know the whole thing with Ambrose and his um and the thing with Jericho explaining how like you know they beat him with EC three and then like, all of a sudden like Vince got furious at the house show reports reports is like it don't work like how I used to my guy like so how don't you know like yeah so and it's also you're doing because like you've told us that wins and losses don't matter so except when they wins do wins and losses don't matter look except right. except when they do Mister Shame man uh, <laughs> we'll get to that later but. Yeah, so th- so so anyway, um, but my point about Kevin Nash was, um, like with gender, is that like I think it was a story where Pritchard said this, or somebody said this, or maybe it was Corny, I can't remember, but uh, I guess at one point he told somebody, he's like, you know, I'm the I'm the lowest paid champion, I'm the lowest paid WWF champion of all time. Yeah, you know, like and and then like someone was like, well, you're also the lowest drawing champion of all time. <laughs> it's like. So like gender finally getting that back pay. He's like, bro, I was WWE champion. I deserve this. Wow. Full, that full uh Megan Rapino. I deserve this. <laughs> you know, he would have got more if they would have wouldn't have had to cancel that second India show. <laughs> bang bang. <laughs> I will never let it go. My God. <laughs> Uh, and you, you saw the reception to the shows around that time. Battleground was like zero point one percent or God. some shit like that on the uh, yeah, polls. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's funny. It's funny that like you go to WrestleMania and like they're going through like the Observer voting for uh, for shows for WWE shows, NXT shows, um, Ring of Honor shows, New Japan shows um, over the last like five, six, seven years or whatever, and then you see like. How like perceptions of the companies on average, like their shows on and average years have changed, whatever else. And it's like, no man, like people that they're out there thinking like WWE, like people are getting hypercritical and whatever else. Like y'all weren't saying that shit in 2016 when like these shows were getting like good reviews, or other times when WWE was getting better reviews. Like no, these shows are worse. On these worse, like there was there wasn't always all of a sudden like I don't know where there's a um, look, there is absolutely some a, de- a bit of WWE bias. They're number one um, in the market, but like there have been years when, it, even recently, as much as like the last within this decade, where like WWE was voted best promotion in some of these like categories and stuff, is like it's not as it's not as oh the nerds are just you know they just hate being us. Like, like it's not, it's, not, it's, it's not, like they want to be persecuted not, so bad. Like, while being number one, yeah, like it's like you want to be so big, like like yo, they're so big, but they're also like so like quote unquote persecuted. 
I, I don't know. Um. <laughs> it's, it's just it's just because they have attached. It's because a lot of people have attached their identities and shit. And it's like, look, man, like it's really hard for me to like not. It's really hard for me to be this much wrestling fan and that much of my uh, fandom and the things that I've learned from watching wrestling being tied to WWE's wrestling to like be like, yeah, man, their show's really bad. I have no interest in watching it, even though most of my favorite wrestlers currently to this day are all still on WWE. And it's like, the show's bad. I'm just going to drive myself nuts. And then I hear the reports on whatever, or read whatever reviews about it, what, what, what happened. And I'm just like, yo, I'm, I'm like, yeah, it sucks that I don't watch this anymore, but like, it's a bad show. Why am I wasting my time watching this bad show? Bro, this has been just like... You want to watch Cedric Alexander now? It's a segue. <sighs> yeah. Uh, Extreme Rules. So, um... We'll get to the mixed title match in a second, but the Undertaker. Oh my god, I forgot about yes, that. Yes, the main event. Uh, by no, the way. Oh no, I thought you were talking about Raw. Okay, you're talking about the main event for Extreme Rules. I thought you were talking about. Oh the, my the mixed, god, the that... mixed elimination tag match. What the fuck? <laughs> These people. This doctrine of no wrestling on Mondays, but they don't have to follow the same rules on Tuesdays because they have the little fucking box and all that, and they're doing a mixed tag elimination match. What the holy fuck is that? I don't know, man. I heard it. I was like, wait, what? Like, you, you can't... Like, I thought what was going to happen was... Or would assume what happened was that like Becky stays around, and then Becky like plays it to the finish. But she's like holding on to the she's like holding on to the tag rope and shit. (laughs) But she can't tag in. But also, is that the best idea? Considering like you have the baby face with a two on one advantage. So what the fuck are we doing here? Like this was not thought out. Like. Like this, they this... did the whole thing. They did the whole thing with Lacey, and like that's cool because it it takes away the the it takes away that advantage. It's like, look, man, like I don't y'all could have just had a match with Andrade and Seth and called it a day, right? And, and they're this doctrine of no wrestling on commercial breaks has forced them into a bunch of unnatural match endings, weird stipulations, and two out of three fall abuse, and all of a sudden. People are getting beat like it's the fucking Survivor Series and are losing to a snapmare and shit. And then they'll go to the pay-per-view and magically be able to wrestle 20 whole minutes and shit. There's just like, it's just exposing the business. Like, <laughs> So that's my rant for, um, you know, the TV shows and everything like that. But the Cedric Alexander thing. Oh, my God. When I heard about this. Imagine. Imagine if Chris Jericho in, um, you know, Slammery 1998. Imagine if Cyclope, a.k.a. Dean Malenko, had got thrown out of the ring by Juventud Guerrero and then unmasked. What, that That's essentially what they did, um, you know, with Cedric Alexander. So he's in a match where he's the janitor fucking guy after they walked around the building and, you know, were picking out dudes or whatever. Roman Reigns has this quote-unquote secret plan. By the way, I'm hearing Roman Reigns has the charisma of a Roman Reigns standee uh, during all this, and he looks like he's totally checked out on this shit. <laughs> um, they do the – oh, yes. They do the classic angle of Babyface has a mystery Babyface partner to come help them, but 
since Drew McIntyre is not allowed to lose anyone but Roman Reigns, and Shane McMahon can't lose to anybody, how long has it been since Shane has lost, James? Ooh, um, himself pinned? Yes. Uh, mm. Don't tell me Hell in a Cell last year, or like two years ago. I feel like he has not lost since at least Hell in a Cell two years ago. Again, against Owens, right? Yes. Okay, so he didn't lose against, uh, wait. Did he get pinned in the? He may no, have got pinned Survivor in a Survivor, Survivor Series match. Survivor yeah. Series, Jared, when uh, when your boy uh, Triple H shot three angles in one night. Yeah. Um, so I think that's so I think it's the last time he's been pinned or submitted. Good. That I can God. remember. Um, and yeah, he's. Uh, or was it last year's Survivor Series? Was he on the team? I can't. remember. I feel like he was. I feel like he was, and he got his. Oh yeah, he was. He got his ass whooped or whatever else. Because you remember he um he pretty much was the last one to go on. He was like the last survivor. Uh, or sorry, he's yes. last um SmackDown person, and he was talking all. He did the siege part two, and you know he threatened everybody on SmackDown. I was like, you know, if we lose, like you know, I can't stand losing my sister. And then they lost 6-0 because the one that they won doesn't count for some reason because they can't do anything right. So, yeah, like it's been since it's yeah. been at least since November so, of last year. Shane McMahon is not allowed to lose. So what do they have to do? They have to beat Cedric Alexander, who hasn't been seen um, in ages, literally since that Cesaro match. Um, this guy, uh, and then, you know, he was doing 24-7 fuckery around everywhere. But... In any other time in wrestling, he not only would have won, he would have rolled Shane McMahon up, they would have went crazy, he would have ran out the ring, pulled the fucking hood up like it was fucking um, Scooby-Doo. Oh, is my God, it's Cedric Alexander. And it's like a, a cute thing, and then you can lead that into Drew McIntyre being pissed, and Drew McIntyre asked for a match against Cedric Alexander before, and then them two do a good fucking match. Like, how or, hard is or, this, James? <laughs> or, all right, like, we talk about this, right? You booked a match where two people shouldn't lose. How do you get out of it? Like, that would be perfect time for... Cedric is running wild like he ran wild, so like he's about to pin so and so, so like out of nowhere, so like for some reason they get a DQ, and then Roman, um, and then Roman makes a save like how he made the save, and then they do the reveal, and then eventually you have a, you have something to do eventually, and you can beat Cedric later. This is why this company has a broken machine. This company but, cannot uh, but, but, create... But, but, like, but losing was just like absolutely out of question. It should have been out of question. This is why there are no stars. There is no one they can elevate. This is why you put somebody in there, you make them look like a fucking geek by beating them and then have them celebrate like he won the fucking universal title or some <laughs> shit. And you wonder why the crowd's just sitting there looking at you like, huh? What? What is this? What? And this is supposed to heat up. The return well, of the Undertaker. Imagine having the Undertaker at your disposal and not starting the fucking music to to do a distraction finish for Shane McMahon. You have all the yeah. hokey Undertaker shit at your disposal, yeah. and you decide to use yeah. none of it. 
Yeah. I mean, and also, like, one thing I want to go back on is you said, like, there's a reason why they, have, why they don't make stars. Like, well, let's not even focus on that. Like, for a, just for TV, there's legs in Cedric Alexander not being beaten so that people will give a fuck about when, for the heat win that y'all get off of beating him again. Or not beating him again, but beating him for real this time, as opposed to, oh, yeah, like, we didn't beat him, but we're going to. And he actually, he's like, oh, he's somebody we might care about. Like, it, it could have postponed that down the line. Like, I don't, you know. Like, do do do, do Roman Reigns and Cedric Alexander ever fucking interact again, ever? I don't know. Did he, is he interacting with his cousin? Uh, they got whooped on a couple weeks ago. Was his name Lance NOI? <laughs> right? We have not seen that gentleman since. Yeah, so I would say no. So I, I like, so no. Cedric Alexander will be back to chasing the the twenty four seven title. And we will never ask him about this thing again. Like this Probably would have been the time it. to bring the Undertaker's old ass to out. And I don't know if this is a deal where he just don't want to work. You know, d- another state show. Was it in? No idea. All right. Well, it's probably like you know how he is. Like I'll, I'll come if it's in Texas. Look, <laughs> look. You you would think that would be it, but he showed up to fucking Everett, James. Like <laughs> to, oh, yeah, to Everett, right. fucking Washington. So that's right. Yeah. I don't, yeah imagine oh, imagine booking this angle right and not having them do a beat down for the Undertaker to save these two 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 fuckers, and then like having him stand up Cedric Alexander and then shake his hand and then shake Roman's hand and you go off the air like that and you you put Cedric Alexander in there like pretty much to get sacrificed for a, simply a beat down rather than a loss or whatever but like you give him like something like when the Undertaker have the Undertaker look at him or something and then be like and next week we have to ask Cedric well Cedric how did you feel about the Undertaker you know showing up like what did you feel in the ring and then you know he gets to express his gratitude for the Undertaker or whatever I don't I don't know right, and right. something like there's yeah, so many I mean, cool I, things you can do that they choose yeah, to a, just do like literally option like <laughs> like they, they want to do option 29 <laughs> like, <laughs> like yeah, of, of yeah. what motherfuckers want to do yeah and the thing is like if they pick even if It's also the thing that you get frustrated because ultimately in a vacuum is not the end of the world. But with the history that you have of eventually this is will, will this eventually pay off into something? No, probably not. Like we have a Roman evidence that it won't. And like will this ultimately lead to a more uh a more entertaining feud that the that the fans will be into? No, like like people are sick to death of the, of the Shane shit. Like it just over. Like figure something else out. Yeah. And I mean, or you just got to get through this fucking, I guess, su- or SummerSlam cy- cycle. Then maybe there's something new, or maybe not. Yeah, I, I don't know who's gonna win this match because you know Drew McIntyre's not mm. allowed to lose. Uh, Shane McMahon's not allowed to lose. You don't think the Undertaker's probably gonna do no jobs, but. Maybe Roman Reigns gets fucked again. Like maybe, look, maybe Roman Reigns turns on the Undertaker. So we're doing this like two years too late, or twenty-seven months too late. Hey, twenty-eight months too late. If it was my company, twenty, twenty, like twenty-nine months too late, thirty months too late. If it was my company and they've demonstrated no ability to book him as a babyface right now, if he beats the Undertaker's ass after the match. My God, in Philadelphia, they might have some. Like, you want your angle for the summer? You want 
attention you want to take take the news cycle like from fucking aw like whatever they do saturday night you you want it going into monday morning going into into your flagship television show turn roman reigns ass after the match right but okay so i could see that but then like who's going to eventually face him seth okay and he beats that fast as you know whatever pay-per-view and takes the belt and i don't know i don't know but um <laughs> there, no, you, there, so so there hold is on. Le- so so in theory SummerSlam would be seth or do you wait do you wait after SummerSlam? are you talking about uh, it, it really doesn't matter because like they, I mean, we're about to go we're about to go into fantasy booking, yeah booking, but whatever it's like i mean there's still the brock lesnar at play which like they, they may go and have him turn like, brock I baby mean, face I, turn brock baby face and have him fire roman how how can you? he has go away he, he gave him to try to get roman over two years ago that's why you gotta flip you gotta flip the uh the dynamics you gotta make reigns the heel and then lesnar the baby like i don't know Man, they, they, I mean, yeah, I mean, we'll see. It's just, a, it's just a lot. God, of stuff. But that I mean, sounds like, bro. I'm like, sh- like stretching it far right now. Yeah, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Like, uh, I mean, Joe versus. I mean, what else is on the card? What else on the card? So let's go with the uh, the the Universal title match. As we got Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch teaming up, their relationship has just gotten. This is an universal. This is an universal title match. This is the Rollins yes. title match. Oh, this is both. No, it is the Rollins title match. This guy um, <laughs> against Barry. You tell you tell you tell me what's the more important belt right now in in, uh, in WWE. Oh yeah, I mean that Universal Title that should been dusty from its inception. So, um, <laughs> um, you know, Corbin and Lacey, you know that match happens to be, that belt happens to be on the line as well. Uh, Corbin and Lacey. Um, now this is an Extreme Rules match, so I don't know how they're going to enforce the gender rules because you can't be disqualified, right? So, <laughs> so what what happens when Lacey Evans just accidentally falls on Seth Rollins and pins him, or or uh, or accidentally falls on Becky Lynch and pins uh, Becky Lynch or whatever, or Baron Corbin, uh, excuse me, uh, you know goes to hit Seth Rollins, but he ducks and he lays out Becky Lynch, but he ain't disqualified or some shit like that. Like, like who's going to, like who booked this match with, with these like on extreme rules to make sure there, there's no intergender uh, foolery here. Who knows? I don't know. Eh. What I'm assuming is going to be various points where uh, the women are going to work and get the advantage. And once they get the advantage, they're going to help out whoever uh, turns the table in the men's side of it or whatever. Then go back to wrestling, and then it'll be twi- that's how they'll do twists and turns. Um, it'll be based off the wh- whichever woman has the advantage at the time, like going to help the uh, their male uh, counterpart. So, I I mean, look, this sounds like are ass. we sure? Are, are we sure? Are we sure that this is going to be a tornado, a tornado match? Well, just think about it like this: there are no rules. That rich, when does that ever stop them from having a no DQ, <laughs> a no DQ tag match or whatever, some rule like that, or a triple threat tag match where motherfuckers just set up there and don't move? Right, right, yeah. So I, I'm sure they'll they'll do some tagging and shit, even though they don't have to, but. Um, oh yeah, it's it's just these things I think about, and it just makes my head hurt. But I feel like this is just going to be another overbooked 
just a million, you know, table bumps, and I'm sure there'll be a kendo stick pulled out. Uh, it'll be every WWE Extreme Rules match you've ever seen. There'll no, be there will be, be some, yeah, it'll be bad. It'll be worse because it has two people in it that will drag the match down. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know, man. Um, we'll see. Uh, it's Becky and Seth. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt, and like if it sucks, I'll I'll kill it. But whatever. Um, I'll be waiting on you, Mister. I'll be waiting on oh, you, Mister oh. Rollins. Oh, but you know, on like, on a positive note, AJ versus Ricochet. AJ versus Ricochet is on the match uh, on the card for the United States title. Uh, they wrestled twice, and due to me not watching Monday Night Raw, I did not see either one of them, so uh, I did not have to worry. The ma- the- both matches were matches that both were ridiculously short because of their no wrestling stuff, but the action they had in the ring was great. Awesome. Um, so I expect four and a half awesome. at least. So, it, you know, I don't, you know, you know, it's, it's not often that AJ Styles isn't the best, the better wrestler in the ring. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, you know, some people think AJ is washed now. That sentiment is out there. Uh, I, th- I think he's yeah. still like good, but I don't think he's great anymore. Uh, like, but he can be great washed. on a given night. Look, washed with the best, with the best match on the main roster this year. <laughs> right? Like, define washed. So like, if you're saying look decline, absolutely sure, sure, washed out the like washed like he should be in the league. Let's not do this. Like yeah, come on now, yeah, that sentiment's out there. Um, but wow. yeah, Ricochet and AJ, I'm glad I haven't watched either of them. So I'm coming into this with fresh eyes. So hopefully they um uh, pull something off. AJ is a heel now, and you yep. know we'll see, we'll see if you know how his confidence goes and it, it gets it was a lean. A, it and, was a nice. It was a nice multi-week turn, and um, well, I can't speak for the backstage t- talking, whatever they're having, but um, out in front of the crowd, like because I watched both matches, I thought I thought it, I thought it was well done. It, it also reminds you a lot of when he turned on Cena. Gotcha. Um, another big match. Um, we got Kofi Kingston and Samoa Joe for the WWE Championship. Uh, Kofi's dealing with a back injury. Um, not sure if it's going to affect with you know what he's got going on. Uh, James the Kofi Kingston, the Kofi Kingston, he flicked off Joe. He's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, you know, he told Joe he was too big to be to be playing these hide and seek or whatever games and all this stuff, and uh, he, he flipped them off. Um, and <laughs> you know, WWE was trying to get more edgy to get the teenagers back and everything yeah. like that. Um. Yeah, I don't know. This is it's a singles match. I don't expect Joe to win. Oh no! But so, I think it'd be good though. Yeah, it'll, it'll yeah, be it, fine. Like, Joe gonna lose, but it'll, it'll be good. Um, and then he'll have to re- then have to regroup and, and try again. Alistair Black and Cesaro depends on how much time they get. This could be awesome. Oh my God. Yeah, yes, that could be one of the best matches of the year. Um, in this in the main roster, if they're given time and they don't do some screwy thing to get out of it, because, it, like, j- just beat someone seriously. Give them t- give them twelve minutes and let one of them beat somebody. Tell them to go balls to the wall too. Look, look, tell them give them twelve minutes. Tell them to go balls in the wall. Like, don't even do the the slow beginning of the match. I don't want to see none of that yeah, shit. Right. Just fucking they're on run diff- it. They're right. They're on different shows. 
you can beat you can beat somebody and end the program and then transition on from there. Put somebody over. <clears throat> um, black mass uh, to the face. Um, yes, Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley. He's even out. He's even out. So I can't even call it the spinning background house of justice. Yes, the black mass. So. Um, Bobby Lashley and Braun Strowman in a last man standing match. Braun Strowman is back from his miracle recovery of a ruptured spleen. I uh, looked that up on the internet this morning. Uh, apparently, that is a three to six month recovery. Braun Strowman has showed superhuman strength in just beating it in just over two weeks. He'll be back. It's incredible, James. Um, yeah, I, th- I think it's really incredible that he even hurt his spleen to begin with, seeing that I saw that dude walk off unhurt from. From you know getting backed inside of a uh, ambulance cabin into a wall also, at high speeds. Also, that man was once crushed by a trash compactor before. Um, yeah, he was gone for a week. Yeah, just just just, just amazing. Um, but <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. This should be a war. Uh, I'd let these guys go about seven minutes and have them just hit each other with a bunch of weapons and see who doesn't get up. Yeah, I think it, like this match is definitely like this is good booking, right? It's like they've had two two gigantic strong guys beat the shit out of each other. Do do they literally did the pyro works to get over how big and strong they both are, and then they're going to do a match where they don't have to do much wrestling. It's a plunder match where they just do, do awesome stuff. Good job. So I think they're gonna have. Good, I'm, I'm pretty sure they're gonna have a good match because it is really hard to fuck with WWE last man last man person standing match. This is so a test. This is go, this, go get your. So go get your three and a half stars. This, this is a test. Like like the old wrestler. This is this is the test. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I, I'm confident they'll have a good match. Yeah, I'm confident they'll have a good match. Uh, revival and like because you can say what you want to about Lashley. I believe he does. I believe he does try really hard, and I believe Strowman the same. So yeah. yeah. Uh, and we got a tag team match for the Raw Tag Team Championships, which are never, ever defended. Um, they, they haven't been defended since WrestleMania on pay-per-view. The Revival will be taking on the Usos. Uh, the Usos, of course, are a SmackDown team, I believe, but this whole thing is all crossed up because of the wild card rule that they no longer mention No, no, the Usos, the Usos moved to Raw. See? I've... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Remember, the Usos were on SmackDown forever, right? Okay, and then they moved to Raw, and then they were, and it was like, wait, so like, the cousins can't be on the same; they just can't be together, huh? But apparently so like, they can. Well, they ah. can now because of, because the wild card rule continues, whatever. But forever. yeah, that, that's my point. So, Permanent yeah. shakeup. Yeah, we are in. We were probably in like week sixteen of the wild card of. Um, of our of the, actually of the I'm um, sorry we're in like we 16 of the superstar shakeup that's what we're really right in. but uh but yeah so I guess the match would be good I mean, they, maybe they get time, they get time maybe time not great yeah they get time it'll be great um got a triple threat tag for the SmackDown belts uh Dan Bryan and Rowan uh, against the New Day Big E and Xavier against Heavy Machinery Tucker and Otis so a uh, bunch of wrestlers that are going to try hard and yep. We'll Should see. Should be a really good match. Should be entertaining. Um, hopefully they really get time. Um, I'd like to get Daniel Bryan out of the tag team scene here, but, I mean, the promotion ain't doing nothing worthwhile anyway, so whatever. Um, 
you know, yeah, eventually we'll get this down Brian and Roman Reigns popped off and we'll be able to actually uh, generate some fucking interest here. But uh, they don't seem to be uh, interested in that. They'd rather have Shane McMahon uh, going around with Roman Reigns uh, for four months at a time uh, and yeah, sucking up all the goodwill out of the fan base and, and uh, causing yeah, so us to dump another- our head in the fucking sand. Sorry, I was just fucking... <laughs> Going. Yeah, so that's another one. That's another one. So I just think about it, about the you know turn Roman heels like so he's gonna fight Shane. They're gonna make Shane OP and this annoying and kill and kill like and, and kill the sex drive for everyone and, and watch this as a fucking show for for months on end and just to turn Roman heel. Can you fucking imagine? Can you fucking imagine? <laughs> Clean break. Break them off from that program. Like how I'm going another direction. Shit. No, not not a clean break. It's like no, bro. Like, if you do that, Shane has to go away. You can't have Shane and Roman as both his heels. Right, right. Like, they, hell, okay. you can you can have Undertaker and Roman Reigns beat their ass, and then they you think they're celebrating, and then Roman Reigns just lays this, this old fuck out, like. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, I know a lot of Roman Reigns fans that would actually welcome this. You know, now years oh, later, yeah, they still mad about. Yeah, they still mad. They still mad. Like, look, man, I don't want to see that because I'm pretty sure if they do that, that means we're going to get a match. Yeah, that's I don't want to see another that's, match. That's true. That would be. Woo, bro! If, if Undertaker Roman Reigns did another match, I want that shit going a minute. And Roman Reigns like, bro, do I have to re- him. I have to retire you again. Again. I know like, your ass came back. Like, ain't nobody telling your ass to keep coming back. <laughs> Bro, I would love when Roman Reigns did that shit. <laughs> like, 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 last time I retired your ass, they booed me on national television for 10 minutes straight. They called me an asshole. Like, nah. Um, what else we got on this damn card? Uh, we've got, oh my God, the... <sighs> the fucking women's title my god um bailey will be defending in a handicap match against alexa bliss and nikki cross now have you, have you heard about this shit james uh i i think i have go ahead fill me in <sighs> fucking god um uh, so wwe's obsession with alexa bliss must fucking continue at all costs the bending over backwards to put her in this match has just reached new fucking levels, like ASAP Ferb out here. So, um, so then, okay, so then, uh, then she, she had a sinus infection a, this week. Well, hold on, hold on. Didn't Nikki win a match to get Alexa a title shot? The reason that that was created was because she had <laughs> a sinus infection, and they did not want to take her out of the match. But they wanted angles being done for this to establish this, so therefore it is now a handicap match. They just like won't be like, all right, Alexa, healthy scratch, you have a sinus infection, it's okay, we'll just have Bailey go around Nikki Cross, we'll do it later, but it is so important to get whatever going right now. So this scares me, makes me think they about to take the belt off Bailey. And so even yeah. they're, so, they're gonna make so make Alexa the Raw Women's or the SmackDown Women's Champion, even though she's on Raw. You know they don't give a fuck. I mean, whatever. Uh, I I just think that from what I've heard, the story is that she's Alexa is being manipulative and is playing on this dumb baby face. Yep. So and everybody <sighs> under the sun is saying, "Look, man, she's playing you." But no, you don't understand me. We're real friends. You don't understand what a relationship's like. 
Uh, so you don't know her like I know her, Slim. No one does. <laughs> we should be together too. Yes. So, um. Yeah. So that happens. <laughs> I just thought. I just thought about the line about the line that uh, Eminem wrote, Stan, uh, where he says, "What the shit about us wanting to be together? This is not one of Memphis is not one to meet each other." <laughs> Eminem homophobic out there. Wait, wait, what? like, hold on, bro. I don't be doing that. I don't be doing that shit. no. Like, bro, you ain't heard this first album. You think I'm with that be together shit? You don't. You didn't hear the blatant homophobia on my first album. You don't. Sir, what makes you think after hear my first album that I didn't want any of that sort of thing? You think I'm just out here closeted or something? <laughs> no. Um... Dude, I'm sorry. Like, I remember, I don't know, like, those albums are so terrible as far as, like, the blatant homophobia and misogyny and killing women and the violence against women and the, and the scorn and anger for women. But it was like, yo, like, that's wild because, like, these albums are fucking fire. talks about are terrible but like yo man i can't ever like get rid of it. like r kelly go away like but but the marshall matters lp eminem show uh oh, what's the other one um slim shady lp eminem show I, I get around to those i get around to those like once every two three years and still put like dude eminem was so cold but he's saying terrible things, and like he need to go. He he needs to go see somebody. Like go find Jesus, something to go to, to get right. But like I, I don't. I don't think I'll ever get come off of the fact that like I'm just on the thing. Like, look, man, you tell me the trash, I agree with you. Will I stop uh, listening to them shits? But what about these probably rhymes? Not. Like, <laughs> probably, probably, probably not. Be like, but what about these fucking rhymes? What you got on that? It, and the thing is, I'm just saying, like, look, man, it's a it's a gigantic stroke coming, and I find it troubling. But like. I, I, I can't stop. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So, yeah, ba- the, the Alexa thing. Yeah. Just... So, like, is this building towards a moment where are they? They're just going to embarrass Nikki Loon on like the biggest stage possible, or are they going to turn this into she's going to wise up eventually, and then we actually have a <sighs> have ourselves something with somebody from NXT? Because like, all she has to do is eventually like wake up to it, and then like then she becomes a real player. And we need players because we have a le- because look at what we have in the raw division. Like we need somebody to we need we need th- right now with Alexa and Becky, like we have two people that have some credibility with the crowd. Um, if you do the if you you know you build this in a certain way, if you go one way, you might have three people potentially. If you don't, you're still stuck with two, and like you never want to see those two ever wrestling again. So, what is the WWE way? Fair enough. They'll probably be left with one. And <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, like they'll have Alexa just go over clean on uh, Bailey, bury her, and then discard Nikki Cross and be like, "Yeah, go to hell." And yeah, so. Uh, that's a sh- oh, one more match. Oh, there's a cruiserweight title match: Drew Gulak and Tony Nese, which I'm sure will be wrestled to silence as the two of them grapple fuck each other. 
I'm never going to be excited about Drew Gulak, y'all. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so, um, I, I I tend to like the Drew Gulak matches. Like, I mean, he's not the te- to me anyway. He from matches I've seen this year, he's he wrestles the exciting technical. Like, he's much more like Daniel Bryan than he is like uh, a Zack Saber Jr. Gotcha. Um, like so, like for me, I get like on the matches I've seen with him on NXT, I've enjoyed all of them. I found it to be entertaining. I found it to be refreshing and uh, and something that breaks the pace and not in one of those boring ways that some of these most technical marvels can be. So like, but you know, um, I I don't know how it's gonna work with as far as um the crowd because the crowd just, I mean they're in Philadelphia, so you might have a shot because Gulak's from there, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, overall, uh, finish show was riding for this card pretty early in its early stages, pretty hard. Uh, I think the top of the card is going to be a disaster. Like that tag team, the te- pair of tag team matches could be anything, literally anything could happen in those, those matches. Um, uh, Ricochet and Styles should be good. Black Cesaro is good. The tag matches are good. Um, I just feel fortunate. I didn't have to watch any of this build up and go through <laughs> the horrible television that led to this stuff. So we can just <laughs> judge this card when it happens. Yeah. So. How many matches? How many matches were you saying that card are the money matches? Like those are things that drew that drew people to the building. Uh, the, the Seth and Becky match, the Roman and Shane match, and will you say the AJ and and Ricochet match or no? Yes. Okay. Anything else you want to say is a money match? No. Joe Kofi by any chance? No. Okay, so. Only I'm only I'm only sure that one of those matches is going to be good. Um, the Joe Kofi thing is like weird because it's like we know what Samoa Joe is at this point, and this is still not right. the level of opponent for Kofi that I feel like would put him over the top. Now, say if we flipped, gotcha, uh, AJ Styles and uh, Samoa Joe, right? And Kofi Kingston mm-hmm. was in a few AJ Styles for the WWE title and and gets a win over him. That mm-hmm. feels like something. This doesn't feel like right, anything. Right, That's right. why I don't think it's a money match. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So, anyway, like, we have three money matches on here, and only one of them we know for sure is going to be good. Boy. Um, like, the undercard, like, we went over undercard, like, there's a bunch of matches that could be good or great. WCW. A bunch of them. WCW. Come see the light. <laughs> Come see the light, James. This, I, I've been calling this promotion WCW '99 forever. Like, I don't know is, if it's gonna flip over to 2000 pretty soon, but like, well, my point is like, this is probably gonna be, I can easily see this be a two thumbs up show, and then like going next week and going to the uh, the Observer uh, fan voting for worst match, and then like <laughs> two, and then like the main event, and then like oh, so the other thing are like voted for worst match. Overwhelmingly, uh, like the Roman Roman tag match with Undertaker, and then uh, the mixed tag match for for winner takes all, like both of those matches being like high, like the top two voted match for worst matches. Even though the cards gonna be considered like mo- mo- majority thumbs up, I could easily see that happening. Yeah, and I I, th- I really think closing your shows, you know, there's there's value in closing your shows on good notes with with great matches at the end. Rather than just like getting your shit in booking wise and trying to get too cute because that's what the people are gonna remember. Like for most of the ma- the night at Stomping Grounds, like 
it was fine. Like, it was good at times. And then those last couple matches happened, and it was like, this is a company in crisis. Like, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, man, um, I think we kind of, uh, we went a little long here. Um, yeah, you were out here scrounging, trying to find out what is the more stuff to talk about. I was like, bro, we're going to do previews. Like, this show's going to go long as hell. Yeah. Um, so, I will be joining Keeping It Strong Style next week. So, I've been uh, committing myself to watch it, the G1, as well as uh, Extreme Rules at some point, as well as uh, Fight for the Fallen. If I see Evolve, I see it. If not, if not, <laughs> if not, I don't. Um, but yeah, uh, sorry for the no Sunday show. We did make it up here today on Thursday. So uh, maybe we go with a review of uh, Extreme Rules, depending on what time it's done. We can get it up uh, late that evening for you guys and everything like that. So um, yeah, James, anything after we uh, get the fuck up on out of here? Nah. I think we're good. Cool, man. Thank you. Uh, if you are listening to this show, uh, everyone, you know, we appreciate your listens and your support over the years. Uh, make sure you guys check out uh, the sponsor of this show, powerslam.tv, 5,000 hours of footage. Y'all know how it works. Uh, give us a visit over on prowrestlingtees.com slash social suplex. Pick yourself up uh, some of the merchandise from the team, especially One Nation Radio shirt. Always like to see those uh, coming through. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much going to, uh, and check out all the shows. Y'all know all the shows that are on this damn network by this point. If you don't and you're new, uh, Sundays, of course, uh, one nation radio. Normally we're here on a Thursday. It's kind of odd. I, I understand. Um, but, uh, we got Tuesdays. We got keeping it strong style Wednesdays. We got the Ricky and Clyde wrestling show. Well, every other Wednesday, we've got grown men watch this shit. Thursdays, we got NXT Then Now Forever with James whenever he um, wants to <laughs> go ahead and get, get that popping again. Uh, we got uh, Get in the Ring with Danny and Beast Mike on uh, Fridays. And, of course, All Things Elite on Saturday uh, with Floyd and Amy. So, um, And welcome to Tiffany, to our newest uh, member of the Social Suplex team, as well as, uh, you know, I don't think we've mentioned them, like Murray, Greg, Maserati, uh, all the new contributors on the writing side for Social Suplex. So uh, make sure you're giving the website a visit and check out uh, Keeping It Strong. So I believe they have a bonus episode dropping with all the interviews uh, when they were in Dallas as part of the media session. Uh, I was talking to Josh earlier, so you guys are definitely going to want to check that out. Here's some of the questions that they asked. Uh, you know, there, there should be a lot to look forward to on that. So. Um, anyway, that's going to wrap it up. We going to holler at y'all. Peace. Later. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.